Podcast. Fear is often attached to past pain or future expectations. Fear has a very low possibility, chance, likelihood of existing long-term in the present. So the more presence we can, we can release and share, right, because we're not gaining presence, we're remembering presence. The more presence we can release and share, the more fear is illuminated. The more fear is moved through. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing profound lessons, interviews with spiritual seekers, and practices to open your heart to love's infinite wisdom. Good morning, evening, afternoon, magical beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another solo soap with your host, Harrison, and a pulling back of heart layers within this spiritual environment. Today's conversation, if you read the title, is Spiritual Practices to Overcome Fear. This episode is for you today. If you are much like myself, you are a sensitive spiritual being, having a human experience that experiences fear in all the many different ways, and it stops you from doing the things that you deserve to do in this world. Today, I'm going to be sharing 10 practices, tools, mindset shifts to help you overcome fear, to help you illuminate fear, to help you step in and move beyond fear. So stick around, share this out with a friend, a family member, a lover that you think it can give value to. If you're joining me live on Facebook YouTube or LinkedIn. I see you there, Sabrina. Please add your comments and questions as we flow with some of the practices, tools, and insights I will be sharing here on the show as always. Before we get started, just a reminder that if you do enjoy the show today, if it does bring you value, if it does bring you guidance, don't just share it out. Please leave your feedback over on Apple and Spotify with your insights, your questions, and any other topics for shows that I can do in the future. I want to make these just for you. All right, let's get into it. So I've got some practices and some tools here to overcome fear along your beautiful journey. I'm actually going to start by sharing a poem, a poem, a writing from the beautiful Marianne Marianne Williamson. Many of you have probably heard of her, and this poem is called Our Deepest Fear. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God, a child of the divine. You playing small does not serve the world. 
There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God, divine love that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Probably one of my favorite writings, poems of all time, and you can probably guess why, especially in relation to this topic today. Many things it elucidates, but the one I want to bring your attention to, and it's actually my first tip here, first tool, first practice, is the ability that we have to bring our loving awareness, our loving power of observation to the stories and the current limitations that are keeping us in fear. It is our birthright. It is our gift to the world to share our light, as Marianne talked about, with all that we get to come in contact with, friends, family members, lovers, interactions of all kinds. And until we observe and become mindful of the current fearful story, the current fearful illusion, the current fearful pain that is acting up within us, we will continue to hide. We will continue to play small. We will continue to be locked away from our greatest potential. So the first practice here is really making the choice to observe without judgment from a place of neutrality the aspects of us that are stopping us from taking a step, right? And these aspects are fearful. Tip and tool number two to overcome fear, a spiritual practice to overcome fear, is allowing other people in. Allowing other people in, or another way to describe this, is using the divine mirror of someone else. What do I mean by this? Often when we are overcome by fear, overcome by fearful stories, thoughts, emotions, we are unable to see out of them. We have become that fearful story. We have become that fearful, energetic, emotional state. So one of the easiest ways to see beyond that which we are stuck within is to have our potential reflected to us by another person. 
have our greater reality, have our vastness, have our unboundedness reflected through the eyes, through the heart of another person. This could be a friend, a family member, a lover, anyone that you trust to hold space for you. Because in the act of them holding you, you're able to see beyond that which is currently binding you, in this case, the fear. So having the courage, having the open-heartedness to realize that it's okay to need support. It's okay to hold the hand of another. Number three here, one of my favorite practices for overcoming fear is the earth mother, the earth heart. What do I mean by this? One of the quickest solutions to snapping out of a fearful state of being is reconnecting and realigning to the heart of the earth that is below us. This is why when we go out in nature, when we connect to the ocean, we connect to the forest, we connect to the mountains, any natural setting, we often reconnect back to a feeling of peacefulness, bliss, calmness. We're able to let out a sigh of relief. <sighs> Why is this? Many reasons we could talk about from a physiological, biological lens, but from an energetic, spiritual, emotional lens. In that moment that we connect to the earth and her heart, her soul, her energetic presence, we reconnect back to the innate support and safety and security that she gives us, that she offers us. She does this from an unconditional nature. She does this from her unconditional heart. And when we give ourselves permission to be held by her, Fear is the least of our releases, is the least of our revelations. It's so easy for us to see the connections, the soul family, the soul contracts, if you want to use these spiritual words that we have with other people but we often overlook the soul contract, the soul family, the soul connection that we have to the earth heart, to the earth mother. And we can lean into this connection, this relationship, this loving bond by being with her fully. When we are fearful, when we are overcome by stories of limitation, you give her permission to hold you so you can let go, so you can overcome. All right, next up here, a quick little reset for people popping into the live. 
Christy, I see you there. Thank you, Rose, for popping in. If you're joining live on Facebook or LinkedIn or over on YouTube, if you have any questions as we flow, comments that come up, drop them in, and I'd love to add you into this conversation. All right. Let's keep it flowing. Next up, next practice here to help you overcome fear. Next, next spiritual practice to help you overcome the deepness, the heaviness that fear can sometimes give us is sleep. <laughs> sleep is the practice here, but I'm going to go into a little bit deeper. Often I've noticed when fear overcomes me for whatever reason, when fear takes me away with stories, with limitations, with the heaviness that fear comes with, and I go to bed at night and then wake up in the morning, there is a vast consciousness shift. There's a vast consciousness change from the seven to eight hours of rest and sleep. And much like connecting to nature, we could talk about many of the biological and physiological reasons for this. But here in this moment, I want to describe the spiritual and energetic reasoning why sleep helps us to let go, to helps us, helps us overcome, helps us release the burden of fear. When we drop into deep sleep at night, one of the energetic spiritual things that we are doing is we're coming home. We're coming home to our unmanifested state. We're coming home to the place of presence, divine presence, the place of spiritual stability that lives inside of us. This is why you hear many terms and sayings around, I'll sleep on it. I'll rest and talk to you in the morning. Let's, let's talk about it tomorrow. Many reasons that this works is because when we allow ourselves deep, restful sleep at night, we're able to detach and disconnect from the current illusions, in this case fear, that are taking us away, that are keeping us in a consciousness state of smallness, of fear. So one very practical way that you can supercharge your sleep, supercharge this phenomena, is giving yourself permission as you go to bed to set an intention of in my unmanifested state of sleep, in my returning home, when I come out again, i.e. when I wake up, then I will take that step. Then I will make that choice. Then I will speak to that person. Then I will, whatever it is that fear is stopping you from doing, you move beyond it after the sleep has occurred. So sleep becomes now a, not just a physical way that we recover and heal, but also a spiritual and energetic way that we remember what we actually are. 
and what you actually are is vastly more than what that current fearful story, feeling, emotion is telling you. Next up, next practice here for overcoming fear is connecting into the practice of gratitude. Now, if you've listening, if you've listened to the show or you are a spiritual light worker of some kind, gratitude is not new to you. But I'm going to put a little twist on it here as a practice to overcome fear. It's very easy for us to be grateful for the beautiful things that we have in life. The expansion, the relationships, the abundance, all the things. What is harder for us to do, and paradoxically, what is more what is more impactful in our ability to awaken and expand is to learn to become grateful for the things that are challenging, the things that are difficult, the things that are intense, the things that aren't comfortable. But when we can become grateful and see these situations as deserving of our celebration as the quote-unquote positive situations, then you're able to move through that darkness, that heaviness, that fear in this example. So the question is, but Harrison, why would I be grateful for this fear? Why would I be grateful for this illusion, this story, this feeling, this fearful feeling that's keeping me stuck? Why, why would I be grateful for that? This is the next practice I'll get into here, but I'll add it into this gratitude. Each story of fear, each feeling of fear, each experience of fear that's keeping you stuck at one point had a purpose, had a reason, had a very pivotal role in keeping you safe. The challenge is that you're holding on to it. You're becoming identified by it. You think your identity is this static state of fear, this static feeling of fear, this past memory experience of fear. So how we add gratitude into this fearful experience is seeing its intent its original purpose of keeping us safe, its original purpose of keeping us protected, holding gratitude for both that and simultaneously the opportunity that fear now gives us to awaken more. Because that's what fear is doing now in this present moment. If it's not there to keep us safe from the thing that's trying to get us. What it's doing is giving us an opportunity to go deeper into ourselves. Because the moment that you overcome fear, what's on the other side? The moment that you overcome fear is more of you. 
is more of your potential, is more of your abundance, is more of your expanded state of consciousness. So fear is giving you the opportunity to acknowledge that, to see that, to feel that. And if that is not something to be grateful for, I'm not sure what is. So this is how we can apply gratitude to fear itself. All right, let's keep it flowing. Next tool here, I've lost count where we're up to, so I'm just going to keep on reading. <laughs> That's what happens when it just flows through me. My mind shuts off. But the next practice tool here, which flows on from gratitude, is learning to love the ego slash the mind. Learning to love the ego slash the mind. What do I mean by this? So similar to gratitude, we must come to understand that all of what we are is here to serve us. There is nothing in your consciousness that is out to get you. There's nothing in your, the, the being that you are and all of the stories, the emotions, the feelings, the distortions, the pains, the, the traumas. There is nothing that is against you. If you feel like it is, if you feel like there is something against you, if you feel like there is something attacking you, with all love in the world, I assert that this is an illusion. How can I say this? How can I assert this? Because it's so easy for us, I've been in this boat, to feel the victim, to feel that not only is the outside world against us, but even our own internal mind, in this example, our own internal ego, is something we need to push against, something we need to kill, something we need to spiritually bypass and pretend doesn't exist because it's too painful, because it's too much, because it's too intense. But it is here we must love. It is here we must show compassion. It is here we must show grace. It is here we must break through this illusion and see in this example, the mind and the ego is always working for us. The challenge is what it's working for isn't the reality that is our greatest potential. What it's working for, as I spoke about with the gratitude of fear, what it's working for is the current outline of our potential, our current where we're up to. So let's give an example. If I have had a childhood abuse, where I was abandoned and rejected, then there are going to be stories, most likely fearful stories, mechanisms, neural pathways, it's all the same words, the same thing, that are activated when those same situations with the same sounds, noises, lights, people, all the things that trigger that event that same situation 
will be activated in my consciousness. And the ego slash the mind will play its role to protect us, to keep us from being hurt again, to keep us from stepping beyond the limitations that we've set to keep us out of harm's way. So in this very specific example, you can see that the mind and the ego mechanisms, they're supporting us, they're helping us. But the issue here is that same box of safety is keeping us detached from our greater reality. It's keeping us detached from our greater potential. So the practice here, the solution, is not pushing against. It's not fighting. It's not suppressing. It's not seeing that there is any part of us that is fighting any other part of us. It's understanding. It's showing compassion. It's showing grace for self. And learning to love all of what we are even if all of what we are is currently difficult, painful, and full of resistance. All right. Happy it's resonating, Christy. Yes, it's a big mindset shift. And I'll say one more thing with the ego in mind before I move on to the last piece because it's coming through. We don't just want to love and show compassion and support for the beautiful ego mind. We also want to give it permission to step aside. Right? When we are connecting into our greater potential, the ego won't just go to the side once we've loved it. It'll usually try and come back in and, and force itself to keep us safe. Right. So a practice in itself within this whole process of loving the ego mind is actually reminding it that it's okay, that it's okay for me to step out into the unknown. It's okay for me to be, quote-unquote, unsafe in this moment. It's okay for you to not know what's about to happen. Because in the not knowing, we allow the unexpected to drop in. And it's often the unexpected that holds the answers that we seek. Okay, next up here. Next, a spiritual practice to help you overcome fear is learning how to feel your inner love field. Learning how to feel your inner love field. If you're listening to this podcast, you can do this right now. You can close your eyes continue listening to my voice. And I want you to bring attention to where your hands are in space. Can you feel where your hands are currently? What can make this more effective is raising up your hands, holding them in the air, so not touching your skin or your body or anything. And feeling your hands in space, feeling your fingers, the back of your palms, the, your, the inside of your palms, your wrists, 
feeling the inner energy field, the inner love field of your hands. Can you notice them? Can you connect to them? You can open your eyes. For most people, this will take time to connect into. But if you're a bit further down this journey, what most of you will start to notice is you can feel the inner field of your body. You can feel the inner field, and I would assert the inner consciousness of your body. This is your gateway to moving beyond fear. The moment we connect into our inner energy field, our inner consciousness field, our inner love field, we are not in the past or we are not in the future. Where are we? We are in this present moment. What is also in this present moment? The greater expanse of what you are, the greater wholeness, oneness, vastness of you. So this practice of connecting into your inner energy field becomes a portal to your potential, becomes a portal to that which is beyond the current fear that you're stuck in. Right, so it could be simply closing your eyes, noticing where your hands are in space or your feet are in space, or you could do it with any part of your body, focusing on the senses of it, and then opening your eyes and noticing if anything has shifted. In most cases, the answer is yes. Fear is often attached to past pain or future expectations. Fear has a very low possibility, chance, likelihood of existing long-term in the present. So the more presence we can, we can release and share, right? Because we're not gaining presence, we're remembering presence. The more presence we can release and share, the more fear is illuminated, the more fear is moved through. All right. I have one more here to share with all of you today. I hope this has brought you light. I hope this has brought you guidance today. A quick reminder before I share this last one, please uh, share this out with a friend, a family member, if you're listening on the podcast, with someone that you think it can help illuminate their fear with all of these practices they're non-denominational, they're non, it doesn't matter your sex, your age, your race. This is this, these practices you can apply. Everyone can apply. So the more people start to use these, the more that we not just as individuals overcome fear consciousness, but we as a collective overcome fear consciousness. So the last practice here to overcome fear is the ability we have to use movement and somatic release as a way to channel fear up and out 
we could do many conversations around the link between posture and the body keeping score of suppressed, unacknowledged, unreleased emotions, energetic states. Another podcast for another time. But what this highlights here is that your physicality, your posture, your movement has a direct link to your ability to either hold on to a fearful consciousness state or to release and let go of a fearful consciousness state. So put simply, what does this mean? Move your body. Shake your body. Connect into your body, much like we did a second ago with our visual experiment. But don't just connect into it and see it. Shake, move, step, dance, lift, push, pull. We aren't just static beings that are wanting to be on a meditation pillow and to be in stillness. Yes, we need that. Yes, that is vital. But we are also beings that move dynamically throughout time and space. So when we move dynamically throughout time and space, we open, again, portals, gateways, to allow, in this case, fear consciousness, to move. This is why somatic therapies, yoga, massage, using traditional Chinese medicine modalities, you know, many acupuncture. This is why many healing therapies use the body, specifically the movement of the body, as a channel for energetic release. Your body keeps score, your tissues hold your issues. So if you can support and nourish those same tissues with healthy, energizing, rejuvenating movement, then now you allow a space for that consciousness of fear to release. If you combine this with a couple of the other practices, being out in nature, connecting to mindfulness, connecting into other people, connecting into gratitude, you suddenly have this stack, if you want to call it that, this stack of loving tools to use for fear to move. And the last thing, last thing I'll say here with the movement, allow your intuition to speak. Because your body knows more. The intelligence of your body is much more than, again, the current ego mind knowledge. So what I'm getting at here is often your body knows more in this moment than what you are thinking. So allow your body to direct you to the kind of movement and release that is best for the current release that is needed. We often outsource, right? We often outsource this knowledge. We often outsource this power. 
But if we create the space for it to speak inside of us, it will talk. We just need to listen. All right, beautiful beings. That's it for me today. Christy, happy that the movement <laughs> movement resonated. I had a feeling it would. Uh, your comment, movement equals move through me. Exactly. Channel, be the channel. All right, beautiful beings. I am going to wrap it up here today. I hope these tools, practices hit your heart, allowed you to move through some fear. As always, please do not just listen to these words. Take action with what has inspired you, what has come up in you, what has moved through you, and take some inspired, intuitive action on this. And let me know how it goes. Share this out with someone that you feel it could support and give guidance to. But regardless, I send you love. I send you likes. And until next time here on the show, we'll talk again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electric Acid Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast.